It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome into the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. The Golden Knights fall three to nothing to the Washington Capitals. First shutout loss for the Golden Knights this season. First time since February of last season the Golden Knights have been shut out. And to help us break this one down, we bring in the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva. Dan, before we get to any anything relating to the game, White House yesterday, what was that experience like for you? Unforgettable. I was delighted to be included. Number one, I had visited the White House once before. I think we talked about this the other day. I, mm-hmm. I've been there once, oh, geez, 3, 10 plus 3, like 16 years ago. <laughs> and it was amazing then. And um, this was different in that rather than just going on a tour as the guest of a White House employee, this time to be included as a guest of honor, you got to be part of a ceremony and come in, um, you know, and be welcomed into the White House, um, not not just as a, a passerby or a tourist. So that was that was really neat. They had us in the East Room, um, and there's you know there are a few rooms on the the main floor of the White House. There, the State Floor, as they call it. The East Room, of course, is to the east. It is the opposite side of the State Dining Room, and then there's the the Green Room, the Blue Room, and the Red Room in between. I wanted to see the fireplace in the state dining room, and I didn't realize that we would get to spend time in all of these rooms, so Mm -hmm. I kind of sneaked over to the state dining room and asked if I could see the inscription on the fireplace below the portrait of Abraham Lincoln. It is a John Adams quote, the uh, last line of which reads, May none but honest and wise men ever rule under this roof. It was a letter from John Adams to his wife, Abigail, after his first night in the White House. He was, the first, of course, the first occupant in the final months of his presidency. Big John Adams fan, as you may know. <laughs> and so that, was, uh, so that was neat. And then took a photograph with the portrait of John Adams in the Blue Room and, and all the history. The, the people who work there are so impressive. They're, and I, I will not be able to tell you their job titles or what branch they come from, but the hospitality, the knowledge, what they all do there is just so impressive. And then to be in the presence of a fellow Syracuse alumnus, Joe Biden, was uh, quite an honor. Uh, just to be there was surreal. And by the way, Mark Stone, you know, was just hilarious yeah. in delivering his speech. Was was just a great, great day. Yeah, the speech was phenomenal. Mark Stone's delivery was fantastic. So um, you're, you're right on the money there. Well, let's shift back to the game tonight. Obviously, the Golden Knights. Shut up for the first time since February. Uh, I mean, what do you pull out of this game? Because, like, there were chances, obviously, for the Golden Knights. They had their looks, but, you know, it, it didn't seem like they, they put Charlie Lindgren under as much duress as 35 shots on goal would indicate. Yeah, that, that's true. That's true. It, it was strange in that they would kind of get near the net, but not register an effective shot. Like, there were pucks on goal, obviously, to the tune of 35. Uh, but there there wasn't th- the same kind of assertiveness at times that you would like to see. And uh, that is perhaps credit to the Capitals, who have been staunch, as we talked about. They get the shutout here, but they have been pretty good. This is how they have won games, by keeping opponents' scoring output low. You just normally see the Golden Knights break through at some point, and they, they could not. So Lindgren gets the number one star in the shutout, but I think it was... 
uh, in large part due to the group in front of him. You know, some of the names are not as familiar mm-hmm. as uh, we have seen in the past. You know, uh, you still got John Carlson, which, you know, he's, uh, you know, almost won the Norris a couple of years ago, et cetera. But, you know, I hadn't seen Lucas Johansson before. You know, seemed pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, then Rasmus Sandin we had seen with the Leafs, but seemed to have clicked there with Nick Jensen. Uh, the group around, you know, from the forward supporting uh, around the net as well, that, that's a big part of it too. So if this group uh, with its youth influx won't score at the level of previous Capitals teams, uh, Coach Carberry is going to have to ensure they are staunch in their own end, and that's what they look to be today. And the Knights just did not have an easy time with anything they were trying to do through center or once they got to the offensive zone. A lot of pull-offs, peel away, no room to get inside cleanly, and when you did, there was someone offering a measure of resistance, so if you did get to a spot, your shot was not going to be a high percentage one. And with, you know, kind of the the offense being hit or miss right now for the Golden Knights, uh, I mean, it's got to be important, right, to to see Nick Waugh, potentially Chandler Stevenson, back soon for the Golden Knights. Because as as great of a job as Mike Amadio and, and Brett Howden have done in those roles, I think you're, you're really hoping to get the offense kick-started by having those two players back in the lineup. Right, and it's not simply that those players aren't up to that level. Part of it is the chemistry. We mm-hmm. talked about this a little bit during the broadcast. You know, Mike Amadio, I, I thought, like, played well today. Mark yeah. Stone played well today. They, they just were not in sync with one another, and that's kind of the difficulty. And and when you have a low-scoring game, and let's face it, this was one nothing until the final minute, yeah. in a very low-scoring game, the difference can be one line being in sync with the other. And what do you know? It's Milano to Strom for the breakaway goal after an offensive zone mistake by the Knights, whereas the Knights, when they got a couple of breakaways, couldn't convert. And it was Marcia So with a you know, pass toward Jack Eichel that was not a good one, was broken up. Um, there, there, just, there just wasn't the synergy that you would expect to see. And that group looks frustrated um, You know, when you have those guys being relied upon more, the frustration bleeds from line to line plus on the power play if it's not clicking in that offensive minded mode power play tends to bleed into even strength as well Mm -hmm. so perhaps with stevenson's return and things falling back into place uh, if in fact it happens on thursday nick wah perhaps thursday we, we don't know for sure but it seems like sometime soon those centermen will be back and then it's just a matter of things falling into place and you know how the knights handle the lineup, you know, Ron Bjerg would be the most obvious person to come out of the lineup, but if you got to take two people out, who is the other person? Uh, you know, Dorofiev has looked good. He just hasn't buried his chances. Last mm-hmm. year, he was getting good looks and burying those chances. This this season, he's got the one goal, but you just imagine if he scored on that chance late in this game, that would make it a harder choice for Bruce Cassidy if, in fact, both Stevenson and Wah are able to return come Thursday. So, that's just the bottom line. As, as many chances you can get, great, but you got to finish, and that has not happened for the Knights forwards of late. Yeah, and we'll also have to keep an eye on, on Paul Cotter, right, because the, yeah. the match penalty, um, yeah, well, I mean, you, know, you, you and Gary did a pretty good job breaking it down, right? Like, when you look at that type of play, it feels like a two-minute penalty. It feels like a minor, but unfortunately for Paul, it's deemed a, a match penalty. Uh, are you expecting any type of supplemental discipline on that i'd be very surprised if yeah. there were there have been five match penalties in the nhl this year 
Two of them have been against the Golden Knights. Mm-hmm. Two, I mean, think about it. In six years, there was one match penalty against Vegas. Now there's been two in the span of 16 games to start this season. I was surprised. Uh, Gary went through some of the rules, as you mentioned, and, and how it's adjudicated and what is what are the options. Yeah, so I, I'm, I didn't believe it rose to the level of a match penalty. Mm-hmm. The officials uh, deemed it otherwise. But as a result, uh, you know, there was – it 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 was a penalty, but it did not seem uh, to rise to the level of a suspension. So I would be surprised. I'm not saying it won't happen, but I would be surprised if there's a suspension that comes out of it. All right, Dan, any final thoughts on this game before we turn our attention to Thursday night and the Montreal Canadiens? Oh, well, I already told you all my White House stories. So. <laughs> <laughs> it, it was it was great. I will just simply say thank you to uh, to everybody at the White House who welcomed the Golden Knights and the many well wishes that we have received um, from all over um, you know, asking about going to the White House, something that uh, we'll all um, you know, remember for a long time, even, you know, those of uh, those of us who've been there before and someone mm-hmm. like Alec Martinez, who's, you know, been through that ceremony three times now, mm-hmm. as Bruce Cassidy said on the pregame show, you know, he wanted to check out the Rose Garden in the West Wing. And, you know, the plan is to win another cup so they can go back next year. All right. Great stuff. As always, Dan, enjoy the rest of your night and uh, we'll chat on Thursday. Thanks, Ryan. Good night. That is the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva, helping us break down a 3-0 loss to the Washington Capitals. Vegas now 12-3-1, 25 points on the year. Next in action Thursday night, 4 o'clock, against the Montreal Canadiens. We're back with more on the postgame show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. The definitive collector's item from the Stanley Cup Championship is It Hurts to Win, the official book from the Vegas Golden Knights. Pick up your copy now at the official team stores or order online at VegasTeamStore.com. It's the VGK postgame show. The Golden Knights fall 3 to nothing to the Washington Capitals. That's how the Capitals have kind of corrected their season, right? Like this is a team that has only scored coming into the, to the game tonight. 13 games, they'd scored 30 goals. 30 goals, and they were 6-1-1 coming into the game, 7-1-1 now, 33 goals on the year for the Washington Capitals, but they don't don't allow you much. And it's not that the Golden Knights didn't have chances. They did, and and that's something I'm going to stand by over the course of this postgame show. Vegas had their looks, specifically in the first period. Like, they had some really quality chances in the first period. They just weren't able to beat Charlie Lindgren early, and I think when you're not able to do that – it kind of snowballs from there. Let's hear from Bruce Cassidy as he addresses the game. Well, he certainly made timely saves. So if it, I can't sit here and say we didn't generate some good looks. I mean, we had at least four or five breakaways. Um, but then you go past that, and you know he's playing well, and the ones he's seeing, he's stopping. So there's a little bit of, um, you know, can we generate more second chances? Um, and it's a one nothing game in the third, and I thought we had a few looks then. I think it was Pav had one all alone in front. So that's just where you need a goal, and that's what we've been so good at. We've got balanced scoring. Right now some guys are a little behind in that department or a little snake bit, however you want to look at it. But um, that's one we should have been able to generate enough to, to get points tonight. But he was very good. I thought Logan played well. Uh, we made a mistake on their goal where we gave him an odd man rush, and they buried it, and we weren't able to do a lot of the 
same when we had our opportunities. And then I would say power play, right? If you're not scoring, they've got to at least try to generate some momentum. Our top unit, I don't think they generated even anything towards the net and two chances. And after you kill nine minutes, you know, that's that's where your, you know, timely scoring comes in in your special teams. And um, we didn't get it. So that's, uh, that's the story. What do you think it would have taken to generate more on that? Well, we, we have to execute better. We force plays through their, you know, the way they kill, and so we're basically killing our own penalty. Like they, now you got to try some plays. I get it; these guys are good players, but some nights you should pass around the kill and, you know, try to build off a a good percentage shot and recover a puck and break them down. I mean, we've talked about this over and over with the power play. You got to break po power plays down by puck recovery. Most of them, if you're trying to just pass through or they're rested or it's not going to happen in this league. There's just good killers and so you got to break them down and we didn't, we didn't want to do that. You guys were in the kill for five minutes there in the second. Just what was kind of your reaction to Paul's hit on his net's off? Well, I didn't, you know, you don't see it. I thought a stick might have caught him or something the way it went down, but um, you know, they make the call and we got to get it done. It's a one nothing game. We've got to be careful it doesn't get away from us. So I thought our guys really stepped up in that. It was awesome. Our PK was against San Jose. It was again tonight. And when you you know when you kill nine minutes before you've it's it's the game's half over like that. Those are the that's where your power play has to pick you up and say you know what they've done their job. We'll go we'll go make sure we we respond. And that's where it was disappointing with our PP. You had key for you penalties. I think. At their goal line, basically, does that irritate you sometimes when stuff like that happens? Well, uh, Paul is trying to be physical. He's got he's one of the leading hits guys in the league. So I mean that one, I think his intention was to finish his check. Uh, the hook down below, I can't see in the corner. Was that on Cotter too as well? Right down there, uh, and Marcia so's early. I don't even remember what did he do. High stick. Yeah, high, right, right. And they waved a high stick. Okay, yeah. So. Yeah, you'd want to take. We're, we're a pretty disciplined team generally um, in terms of how many penalties we take. So you want to take them to prevent goals or being, you know, physical or, or sticking up for a teammate. So the stick fouls to me are the ones that you got to cut out. Um, so those two, the Paul one, like I said, I, th I don't think there's any intent with Paul. He's never been suspended, uh, if I'm not mistaken, there. But um, he caught him high, and and that's it. He'll have to deal with it. Key to bouncing back and make sure you don't dwell too much on a loss like this. Oh, we won't dwell on it. I don't think we're that type of group. Um, I'll try to build on things. Uh, we just talked about our power play, so we'll have to talk about how we can be better on that and a little more strategic in our approach. Um, finishing plays around the net, the breakaways, well, I mean, Carly's been as hot as anybody for us, so it's hard to get upset with him. The Barbashev one I thought was a good save, and he followed his rebound and stopped, so... As, as Ashley said earlier, you do have to give the other guy credit sometimes when he's better than your shooters. Um, if it snowballs, then it's a problem. But, I mean, we recently got seven at home, five at home, so this hasn't been a, an issue. Um, when we've lost, it's usually because we don't score enough, so that's something we'll look at. Can, can we, you know, when can we win a two-to-one game when we're not scoring? And tonight was one of those nights it could have been, because to me, essentially, it was a one-nothing game, and um, that's one it would be nice to get an equalizer and then a chance to win a two-to-one game. So we won't dwell on it, but like always, we'll, we'll examine certain areas. <clears throat> That was Bruce Cassidy addressing the media after tonight's 3 nothing loss to the Washington Capitals. Uh, certainly talked about the, the penalty kill power play where, you know, you can you can have moments where special teams pick you up. Penalty kill did its job in this game tonight, but power play, just, just finding a way to, to generate something 
finding a way to generate back-to-back chances with the man advantage would have been really important for the Golden Knights in this one, but it's been a little bit too methodical. Um, and when you're not getting those easy lanes, it becomes a little bit predictable for the Golden Knights. And I think that's something, certainly an area where Bruce is going to want to address his team to be better Thursday night against the Montreal Canadiens. Let's take a look at the post-game injury report brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights. As we've mentioned a couple of times during the evening, Chandler Stevenson, Nick Haig, and Nick Waugh, all three on the trip right now at the Vegas Golden Knights. Earlier today, Stevenson and Haig were in non-contact jerseys. Nick Waugh out of the non-contact jersey. So it looks like Waugh's the closest. Could you get Waugh and Stevenson back for Thursday? Time will tell. We'll see. But it looks like the Golden Knights are at least inching closer and closer to their full complement of forwards. And I do believe that once you've got both Nick Waugh and Chandler Stevenson back in the lineup, you can put Will Carrier back down with Waugh and Kolasar. You have Brett Howden slide back up to play alongside Stevenson and Stone. And then you make your decision as to whether or not it's Paul Cotter, Pavel Dorofiev with Michael Amadio and William Carlson. I do believe the Golden Knights will at least be more consistent on a night-to-night basis in terms of their chance generation, how good those chances are, the quality of those chances, and then obviously their ability to put the puck in the back of the net. They've been able to find ways with a more depleted lineup than we're used to seeing, but you want to see this team at full strength as quickly as possible. Let's take a look at the highlights in this game. We go back to the first period, and it's the Capitals getting an odd man rush really the only mistake defensively of the game for the golden knights and dylan strom opened the scoring with his seventh goal of the season now it goes up the wall white cloud rink wide to nobody caps to it first milano banks it ahead strom is in left circle he waits he shoots he scores picked his spot dylan strom gives washington a one nothing lead Dylan Strome, seven goals, far and away the most on the Capitals roster. Dylan Strome from Sonny Milano, 16-39 of the first period, made it one to nothing Washington. And that's really what the score was for the majority of the game. You just heard Bruce Cassidy say it. It's been a, it was a one nothing game. He's absolutely right. The Golden Knights went all the way to the third period, continued to push, but could not find the equalizer at five on five. So Logan Thompson went to the bench for the extra attacker. And it's Connor McMichael giving the Caps some insurance with an empty net goal. McMichael guides it out. Ovechkin falls over. He couldn't get a shot away. Centering picked up by the Knights. Ovechkin was an empty net goal away from tying Wayne Gretzky for the NHL record after getting one last game. Now here's McMichael toward the open goal. He scores. 48 seconds to go. 2-0 Washington. Connor McMichael's fourth goal of the year from John Carlson and Rasmus Sandin. 19-11 of the third period made it 2-0 Washington. Then Beck Malenstein iced the game with his second goal of the year. Another chance for the Caps. Score! With 32 seconds to go. The Capitals put a third goal on the board with Beck Malenstein cruising in. Fifth round pick in 2016. Beck Malenstein unassisted 1927 of the third period made it three to nothing Washington and all that was left in this game was the final call. Ten seconds. Strom starts it along for Milano. Two on two. Feed through on the left. Johansson couldn't finish side of the net. Two, one, zero. It's a shutout victory for Charlie Lindgren and the Washington Capitals. Three nothing over the Golden Knights.
The third shutout loss for Vegas in the Bruce Cassidy era. The third shutout in Charlie Lindgren's NHL career in 64 games. And there you have it. Three to nothing. The final score. The Washington Capitals defeat the Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas now 12-3-1 on the year. 25 points for the Vegas Golden Knights. And next in action Thursday, 4 o'clock against the Washington, uh, I'm sorry, against the Montreal Canadiens. We're back with more on the post-game show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights post-game show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Welcome back to the VGK post-game show. The Golden Knights fall 3 to nothing to the Washington Capitals. Vegas now 12-3-1, 25 points on the year. Two and three in their last five games. It's something to keep an eye on, something to look at for the Golden Knights. Uh, four more games left on this five-game road trip. We, we kind of talked about expectations going into it, right? 500 is what you strive for on the road. You're looking for five out of ten points. You, you want to be in and around that for the Golden Knights. You drop two points here in a winnable game. And that's really, I think, the thing that's going to be most frustrating for the Golden Knights between now and Thursday night is that there were chances. There were looks. Absolutely. Were they the best chances? No, but you just heard Bruce Cassidy talk about it, right? Like you had William Carlson in on a breakaway shorthanded. And I don't know that there's anybody on the Golden Knights that's been as hot and as consistently good as William Carlson. So like, you're not going to, you can't blame him there, right? Like it, it was a, it was a nice stick check right at the point where Carlson's trying to make his move. If that's a little bit cleaner, does it go in? Probably based on what William's been able to do this season. But, you know, Will even mentioned in, in his walk-off interview in the second period that he's had three chances, three chances in the just in 40 minutes of hockey. You should find a goal here, right? And, and I think that, you know, even going into the third period, and, and the third period was kind of a slog. There wasn't a ton happening. However, Pavel Dorofiev had two sparkling looks all alone in front of Charlie Lindgren. Like, there was nobody between Dorofiev and Lindgren. Lindgren comes up with two saves. Like, you got to give him credit there. And, you know, I didn't imagine, truly, I, I didn't imagine that with Alexander Ovechkin chasing down Wayne Gretzky's scoring record, that the Washington Capitals were going to turn into a defensive first team. I didn't, I didn't imagine that the Capitals would turn into the New York Islanders to a team that understands they're not going to score a ton of goals. They're not going to lean into scoring a ton of goals. And maybe that's a misconception on my part as to what I thought, what I believed the Washington Capitals were going to be this year. I think this is a team that is steadfast in trying to get Alexander Ovechkin to tie Wayne Gretzky. But maybe, just maybe, they're bought into playing the right way in order to win hockey games. Because after all, I think that that's what everybody in the organization wants. Gretzky, the scoring record, Ovechkin, like that would be a nice cherry on top. But I think the Capitals are in the business of winning hockey games, and you saw that they will put together a performance that can stifle a lot of what good offensive teams can do. We're back to wrap it up next on the post-game show. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. 
Wrapping it up here. VGK Post Game Show. Golden Knights fall to the Washington Capitals. Three to nothing, the final score. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar. Golden Knights couldn't find the back of the net. I mean, you get shut out. It's pretty clear what the story of the game was, right? Like, I think for the Golden Knights, it's really simple. You got to find a way to be a little bit more potent offensively. And it's kind of come in waves, right? Like, you know, as Bruce Cassidy mentioned, they scored seven at home against Colorado. They scored five at home the other day against the San Jose Sharks. However, what you're looking for is kind of that consistent effort, right? One game to game, period to period, you want to be able to find some goals. And the Golden Knights did a great job of that early on in the season. It's been a little bit up and down, a little bit inconsistent recently, but I do believe that the Golden Knights will be able to find that course correct and be ready to go Thursday night against the Montreal Canadiens. That's going to do it for us here on the BGK Post Game Show. Extended Post Game Show is next. You're listening to the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. It's the Extended Vegas Golden Knights Post Game Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace. Hey, Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Three to nothing, the final, the Washington Capitals defeat the Vegas Golden Knights. First shutout loss of the season for the Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas now 12, 3, and 1, 25 points on the year. However, just two and three in their last five games. Something I'm sure we'll talk about in the next half hour or so. 702-876-1340. That's the number. 702-876-1340. We've got lines open right now. So pick up the phone. Let's talk about it. We can talk about Paul Cotter, the match penalty. My only complaint about the match penalty, and I'll get to it later, but if you've got something to say about it, pick up the phone right now. What are you doing? 702-876-1340. I want to hear your thoughts on Paul Cotter, the match penalty. I want to hear your thoughts on the Golden Knights going Three for three on the penalty kill, including a five-minute major. That's big. That's huge. That's special teams lifting you up. But they also went 0 for 2 on the power play and could not find the back of the net. So there's a lot to talk about, a lot to kind of dissect, parse through. Pick up the phone. Give me a call right now. And I'm speaking specifically to you. If you've never called into the program before, I want to hear from you tonight. 702-876-1340. Let's go out to the phone lines, bring in Stephanie. Oh. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? I'm doing okay. How are you doing, Ryan? Oh, I'm good. Um, like, it sucks. I, I hate seeing us lose, but I'm mm-hmm. going to take the positives out of this game. Still a very strong penalty kill. Um, I understand that Washington's power play is not great, but five minutes is five minutes. Most teams are going to be able to muster up something in five minutes, mm-hmm. and the Knights did not let them take any ground during that. It was a one nothing game for most of the game and that's how I'm going to look at this when saying it's a loss. They didn't lose 3 to nothing. They lost 1 to nothing with some empty net goals. I think you're I think you're like the head of positivity alley right now. I'm trying. I like I like being on positivity alley. Yeah, I I don't disagree with you like I again, I I think that there's some positive to pull out of this for sure. Um but more than anything like I I I think that for the Golden Knights, it's all about getting something out of their power play. Like you mentioned mm-hmm. the penalty kill, right? And, and I'm, I'm right there with you. Full marks, 
You mentioned the five-minute major that they killed off. I, I think they had more chances, better quality chances, than the Capitals had at any point in time on their man advantage. But, you know, where where you're looking at and where I think you could sense the most disappointment from Bruce Cassidy was in their power play and the Golden Knights' just inability to get into dangerous uh, territory with their man advantage. Yeah, I mean, I also look at that, though, and I wonder – I. I had to go to a, a school function, so kind of listening and, mm-hmm. and kind of watching it. But how many of our players were on both, you know, spending a lot of time on that penalty kill yep. and then on the power play? Because, of course, we were down Paul Cotter after the, the penalty. Yep. Um, and then we don't have some of our major players, right? Stevenson mm-hmm. uh, is out, obviously. Uh, Waugh is out. Haig yep. is out. You know, we've got players out. We're, we're kind of redlining some of our players a little bit when we have back-to-back penalty kill and power play that, you know, in more ideal circumstances wouldn't have to deploy, you know, multiple people on both of those back-to-back. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, no, you're, you're absolutely right on the money there, Stephanie. Thank you for the call. I, I appreciate it. Um, it. It's a good point. You've got Jack Eichel and, and William Carlson doing a lot of the heavy lifting on the penalty kill. And when you've got nine minutes of penalties that you're killing off before you get to your first power play, it can kind of explain some of the ineffective play from your man advantage. But it's also an area where you've got to find a way to, to come through, especially in a one-goal game, which is effectively what this was. 702-876-1340, that's the number. We've got a line open right now. Let's go back to the phone lines, bring in Mike. Hey, Mike. Hey there. Well, Stephanie... And coach were both correct in that it was a one to nothing game for all intents and purposes. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. And and uh, I have got to say that is the worst power play I have ever seen in in the NHL. What does Washington do in practice for heaven's sake? I don't know. I, I don't live in Washington, Mike. I know. I know you don't know the well, answer okay, to that okay. question. No, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Let me let me tell you. Let me tell you. Pass to Ovechkin. That's that's what it is. Mike. Pass the puck to Alexander Ovechkin. He's going to hammer one timers from the circle, and and he's just going to beat goalies because that's what he's done his entire career. Except for now, and like I didn't believe that I'd say this. Truly, I didn't believe I'd say this. I think Ovechkin's slowing down. Uh huh. Like, yeah. I, I don't. What I thought was a was a legitimate shot to pass Wayne Gretzky is becoming dicier by the day. Yeah. He hit the wall, and but he could still recuperate. I mean, it doesn't mean he won't. Uh, I mean, Phil Kessel had a decent year in spite of the fact that he also hit the wall last year, I think. Nah, but different players, though. It happens. I mean, Father Time is still undefeated. We know that. But everybody's going to root for him. They're going to give him every chance in the world, mm-hmm. and he'll do he'll do a Joe Namath or something like that and finish with a different team or something. Oh, I, not I, a chance. I hope not. Not a chance. Mike, okay, here's the deal. Alex Ovechkin's going to play as long as he wants to in order to break Wayne Gretzky's goal-scoring record, and he's going to play as long as he wants to to break that record with the Washington Capitals. But if he's 43 years old, it's going to become laughable. Mike, Mike, if he's 43 years old and you've got to sign him on a game-by-game basis, I think you're going to do that. Okay. Well, we're arguing about something that's way down the road, and it may never happen. Let's hope it does. It was a one nothing game, Mike. We're going to argue about something. We might as well argue about something way down the road. 
Well, let's let's argue about the fact that I at no point, mm-hmm. and, and I know you don't feel this way, mm-hmm. thought that Paul Cotter would get by without a match penalty. I was I told everybody in the room he's going to get a match penalty. He put the elbow in the face of a, of a foreign player on the road. What do you expect to come out of that? I think it was more shoulder. I like I wouldn't. I I would. I don't know that it was elbow. I listen. It, the impact to me didn't feel like a match penalty. The impact uh-huh. felt to me, again, from 3,000 miles away and watching it on the television, it did not look to me to be vicious enough in terms of a, a an illegal check to the head um, to be a match penalty. Now, that being said, once it's determined that there's a penalty on the play, by all means, if you want to call it a match penalty, call it a match penalty. Like if it's two, if it's a five... It doesn't really matter. My issue, and 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 I'm going to stand by this the entire night and tomorrow. I'm going to stand by it. Mm-hmm. There was no penalty initially called. Right. No arm went up. Nothing. So if you aren't going to call the penalty and then review it, how can you review a penalty that you never called? There is no other sport that makes a habit of that, and I don't think even hockey does that even. So. Yes, you can't do that, and the, the official arm, listen, made a major mistake. If, if the arm goes up immediately, and they determine it's an illegal check to the head, and then they want to review it, by all means, fine. But if that arm doesn't go up, and you're not calling a penalty to retroactively do it, is wrong. Well, once again, we're talking about something that makes absolutely no difference. They could have been on the power play for 60 minutes, and it wouldn't have mattered. I'm telling you, that's just the worst I've ever seen, really and truly. Mike, an an absolute aside to this, because you mentioned Stephanie. Were you able to hear the program while you were on the No, no, I don't want to bag on the new guy. but And he he did a great job of transition music. I'll give him some props for that. He's freshening freshening things up. (laughs) I just, you can't hear squat, and it did cause me some angst. But whatever. All right. Yeah, but it's still fun to listen to you, and hopefully everybody else won't get thrown off by that. Well, I appreciate that, Mike. Thanks so much for the call. Um, you bet. It's always fun to argue about things that, as as Mike, you know, very clearly pointed out, don't mean anything. And, you know, really, at the end of the day, we're talking about sports here. How serious can we take ourselves? 702-876-1340. Let's go back out of the phone lines, bring in Joe. Hey, Joe, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. So I just had a, an answer for you from a couple of weeks ago. You had the introduction skit about the uh, French Canadian that was called a Pepsi. I'm sorry. Say say that. Say that again. You remember there was a uh, an intro about two weeks ago on one of the pregame shows mm-hmm. where they had a Canadian skit, a com- comedy skit, where there was a French Canadian who got called a Pepsi and was upset about that. Gotcha. Yeah, that was that was on our our VGK Insider show, not on VGK on Insider show. show. Yeah, yep, yep, gotcha. Forgot the name of it. So anyway, I had an answer for you why they would get upset. Okay. I don't know if it's just a uh, Ontario thing, but a friend of mine from Ontario years ago told me that back in the day when Coca Cola had the slogan "It's the real thing." Mm-hmm that they would deride the French Canadians as not being the real thing by calling them Pepsis. Huh. All the more reason for Chapman to listen to us and, and change the intro. There you go. Is that it? That's all you got for me, Joe? Yeah, that's it. A little disappointed in the yeah. performance tonight. It seems like they just couldn't get it together. 
Yeah. Had their opportunities, just couldn't connect. Yeah, out of sync on the on the offensive side of the puck. But I, I expect that'll change once they get a little bit healthier. Yep. All right, cool. Thanks for the call, Joe. I appreciate it. Uh, Chapman, if you're listening, I know you're not. But if you are, please change the intro for John Shannon. Please, 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 please do that for me. 702-876-1340. That's the number. Taking more of your phone calls next on the Extended Post Game Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. 40, let's go back out of the phone lines, bring in Peter. Hey, Peter, how you doing? Hey, Ryan, I'm good. Uh, back to the Paul Cotter uh, penalty, if we can. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, um, I, I, that was a, I didn't realize the, the point you'd made about that there wasn't a penalty called. Mm-hmm. Um, I, you know, I wasn't completely upset about the penalty. I mean, I watched it a few times, and I was like, well, I'm just, just kind of like, well, okay. It all happened pretty fast. I don't think Cotter was looking at the guy when he hit him. Mm-hmm. So there, there was definitely no, like, sort of intent or anything like that. Um, I think if, if there was disciplinary action that follows this, I think I'd be pretty upset. And if I was the team, I would, I would contest it or fight it. I, and I don't know the procedures about all of that. But, I mean, if, they just, if it was a match penalty and they kind of let it go and just move on, mm-hmm. then okay. Then, then we're fine. I, I, um, I don't get the sense that there will be supplemental discipline. I really don't. Um, just because, again, as I, as I mentioned, I don't know that there was enough. Yeah, it's not appropriate. Impact, there's no, right? like, there was no, there's no sign of any kind of intent yeah. or hostility. Yeah. He's, you know, he's a pretty mellow guy for, you know, I just, you know, it did happen, you know, the, the, Whatever, but but if if there is disciplinary action, I I would be I'd be kind of upset about that myself. Yep, I'm with you. Um, and then the other other thing I was going to say, y'all are a little hard on our guys. I mean, I thought they actually played great. I thought we created, you know, at least a few high danger chances that we just didn't quite capitalize on. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe the other team's goalie just had a good night. I I don't follow you know, the other teams as much. I mean, maybe this guy just had an exceptional night, but, you know, to, to have created those high danger chances to break, we even had a breakaway in the middle of that yep. five minute penalty. So, so I, I, the, the point I was going to make, Ryan, um, I hate losing just as much as you and my fellow fans, but I don't mind any of the losses that we've had this year. I don't mind them. You know what I mean? There's, there's nothing to be concerned about. I don't think there's any trends. I think our trend is, is way, way, way on the positive winning, good playing. Uh, it's just hockey. We, yep. we know we're going to lose. And I totally agree with it was a one zero game, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. I agree so, with that. Um, yeah. Yeah. Thanks Peter for the call. I, I appreciate yeah. it. Um, yeah, I mean the Golden Knights had looks, right? Like I, I, I think that they probably should have scored three or four goals in this game, based on the chances that they had. However, they didn't go in. The execution wasn't there, and and so when you, you know, when you have one of those games, it's right there for the taking. It's a one nothing game. The Capitals weren't doing much offensively through the majority of the game, like outside of the Dylan Strom goal. What? dangerous quality chances were the Capitals pushing for. Not many. And so in a one-goal game with a team that, you know, is pretty prolific when it comes to putting the puck in the back of the net, what you want to do 
is you want to be able to, to to find a way there. And and you know, as yeah, I, I don't know that necessarily being hard on them is is correct. I think that honestly assessing the game is is important here. And I think for the Golden Knights, to a man, they'll tell you, right? Like this is this is a game that was absolutely winnable. It was a game where they could have taken points or pulled points out of it. Um their offense just let them down for the first time this year. It hasn't happened often, but it did tonight. Let's go back out of the phone lines, bring in Rita. Hey, Rita, how you doing? Well, you know, I kind of hate when we lose. You're not but, a fan of losing at all. Huh? You're not a fan you of gotta, losing at all. No, it's yeah. not what we're here for. Yeah. But I got a couple of points. I wasn't going to call, but then I thought maybe I'd better. Yeah. First of all, I know why we didn't do the power play. It's not their fault. They didn't even give us one the last game, and that was five days ago. Mm-hmm. How are these guys supposed to remember over a week how to put a damn um, puck in a net? I mean, seriously, cut us some slack. And then we only got two tonight. Mm-hmm. After what, going seven minutes, seriously. Also, early in the game, I put out a tweet that said, who the hell taught the Caps how to block? I mean, I don't remember them blocking that much before. <laughs> I got a tweet back from a Caps fan. He says it's their coach, so yeah. I'm sure that's what it is. Well, you're you're right because there's there's two thoughts on the on the Washington Capitals, right? And and they're very different thoughts. But you've got Alexander Ovechkin chasing Wayne Gretzky, and you've got Spencer Carberry in his first stint in the National Hockey League. And the thing that usually allows coaches to spend time with an organization and continue to get jobs is winning. And so the Washington Capitals had 19 block shots in this game. He's got that team committed to playing defense or at the very least getting in front of a lot of things and got to give a lot of credit to the coach for, for trying to go in there, recognizing what he doesn't have with his lineup and getting them to play a way that, that allows them to win hockey games. Yeah, it worked. I mean, I was just like, like the first 20 minutes I was going, who the hell did that? Okay. <laughs> I've got another thing about um, Fort Cotter's little match penalty. Yeah. I think he's good because, you know, after all, that absolutely accidental hit that Dreisaitl did on the back of that guy's legs, that only cost him a pity like $5,000. When you're pulling down $10 million, hey, break a few legs. Who cares? <laughs> that's a that's a great observation rita um thanks so much for the call i appreciate it um great observation uh is certainly a leon dry pull and you were talking about dry cross check low uh in in the game yesterday for the edmonton oilers so boy oh boy um it is a it is a fun time to be a hockey fan we're, we're back with more on the extended post game show fox sports las vegas Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Wrapping it up here, extended postgame show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Golden Knights defeat the Washington Cap or Washington Capitals defeat the Golden Knights. It's hard for me to understand. Golden Knights have done so much winning, specifically in the last six months, that I just assume, I take for granted that every game is going to be a Golden Knights victory. Tonight, not the case for the Golden Knights. They lose 3 to nothing to the Washington Capitals. Vegas 12-3-1, 25 points on the year. Next in action Thursday, 4 o'clock against the Montreal Canadiens. There's nothing to be alarmed about here. Everything's fine. 
I truly believe that. The Golden Knights offense couldn't find a goal tonight, but I, I don't get the sense that this is going to be a prolonged drought by any stretch. This is a Golden Knights team that, that simply knows how to win. They know how good they are offensively. And with a little bit of health, I think that you're going to see the Golden Knights return to being that team that regularly puts up three, four goals a night. And based on how they've defended, even in the losses, like that's going to be good enough to win most nights. It's been good enough to win most nights early on the season. But as we kind of change the focus from the beginning of the year to the meat of the regular season, I think this is going to be one of those areas where you're looking at the Golden Knights to bounce back, put together a better performance on, on Thursday in Montreal, and turn the page. That's going to do it for me here on the extended post-game show. Thanks to Jared Justice behind the board, making sure everything sounds great. And thanks to you, our listeners and our callers. It is your post-game show. It's not as much fun without your calls and your input. Until Thursday, have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you then right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights post-game show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.